Well, we want to welcome in all our campuses, all the way from Sydney to Kaitaia, Rotorua, Whangarei, and uh, our city as well. Welcome on board, everybody. Across our campuses, if you could uh, all please stand as we pray. Holy Spirit, we so need you this morning. You said the flesh profits nothing, but the words that you speak are spirit and they are life. They can touch us, they can change us, they can transform us. We thank you, Lord, that you have a specific word for every person under the sound of my voice across all our campuses. Holy Spirit, give us ears to hear what the Spirit would say, that we might take home something from heaven. And Holy Spirit, I pray for every person who has never got involved in fasting, who never exercises discipline for many and varied reasons. Holy Spirit, I ask specifically that you will speak a word into their hearts today and they would see the incredible benefits and blessings that come with prayer and fasting. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Everyone said? Amen. Grab a seat, everybody. So Sunday night, finished our meeting, guest speaker, David Pierce. And I said, do you want to have something to eat? Because the fasting hadn't started. And he said, yeah. He said, I like Indian. I said, that'll be a stretch, but I said, I think we'll find a place. So we made our way to Punjabi Kitchen. And uh, the fenugreek chicken and the lamb madras was to die for. Oh my goodness. It was so unbelievable. I thought to myself, is this heaven? Are we close to that eternal realm? I'm fully persuaded the marriage supper of the lamb, it's got to be curry. It just has to be. I, I can't imagine it could be anything else. So this was last Sunday night. It's kind of like the last supper before the fasting started on the Monday. And you know, I don't know what you're like, but I love food. I mean, I love food. Some people eat to live. I live to eat. It's just different. It's just, I mean... If you saw my lifestyle, believe me, I, I love eating. I just love eating. And then there comes this biblical call to fast, to go without food. And I, I mean, I think to myself, like, God, are you for real? Like, you put all this fantastic fruit in front of us, then you say, don't eat. And I say, like, you mean no food in my mouth? Really? 
Is anyone with me on this? Like it's, God, what's, what's going on? This, God, this doesn't make any sense to me at all. How do, we, how do we go without this food? And yet the call to fasting is so strong. So I've had to process this whole challenge between addiction to food and going without food. It's probably one of the hardest, most miserable things that you do in life. Have you noticed when you fast, the days are longer? It's like, it's like they're 36 hours. And have you ever noticed that you just can't wait till it's time to go to bed? Huh? It's, it's just this incredible thing. And... Uh, one of the bits that I like about it, it talks about fasting, it talks about afflicting the soul. I'm thinking, you're dead right. This is afflicting my soul. And it's, it's hard. I can't, it's, yeah, it's, it's one of the toughest things that we have to do in life. Um, and yet, according to the Bible, it's, it's probably the fastest way to get God to work a miracle in your life. So there's the problem. It's this thing we hate. And yet it's a thing that gives the greatest blessing. <clears throat> Isn't that often the way life is? You know, things that are hardest to get are often the most rewarding things to have. Yeah. And nothing tends to come that easily in life. <clears throat> and I reckon that, you've heard me say this before, but I reckon one of the phenomenal master strokes of Satan on society is he has elevated food to be at almost every occasion. It's almost you can't do almost anything without, where's the food? And so food has become, I want to suggest, it's like an idol now that we just have to partake of. So is it an idol? I sometimes think my life, it probably is an idol. What's an idol? Something you just have to have. Something you just can't live without. That's, that's basically what an idol is. It's something that means more than it should. <clears throat> and so Philippians 3.19 says, Whose God is their belly, who set their mind on earthly things. Anyone guilty? King's stomach. Everyone say, King's stomach. Yeah, King's stomach. You're going down. Talk to King Stomach. Tell him to behave. Is it a him or a her? I don't know. Tell King Stomach to behave. You know, you're not going to control my life. God is going to control my life. <clears throat> Just a recent prayer meeting during the fasting, and I, I, felt, I felt the Holy Spirit say this. He says, you know, Tark, I have tremendous blessings I want to give my people. But they have to go after it. They have to chase it down. They have to pursue it with passion. See, God longs, longs to bless you. He longs to bless you. It's just not going to fall out of the sky. Sometimes there's a price to pay and a challenge to go through. And unfortunately, my friends, that's what Fasting is all about. So we're on day seven. 
Campuses, Kaitai, how are you doing? Rotorua, Whangarei, the rest of you, how are you all doing? Day seven, uh, is anyone feeling hungry? Gosh, I saw every hand go up in Whangarei. That means they're all fasting. That's great. Well done. Uh, so we're fasting for personal breakthrough. That's a big part of it for souls, for NZB. But you can still join the fast. Isn't that good? There's still 14 days to go. Yeah, you don't, don't feel you've missed out. There's plenty of time. <clears throat> if you are fasting, <clears throat> a warning. The enemy has just heightened his activity in your life. Expect opposition. Expect difficulties. Expect challenges to arise because he is none too happy that you are doing this prayer and fasting because he knows he's in trouble. So he's got to try and stop you or hinder you or block you. So pray for protection over yourself, over your family, over your finances, just over every area of life because it's so important to do that. When you fast, food will appear everywhere. It will. You'll go to work and there'll be a special morning tea. Or there'll be a chocolate bar put on your desk. Or the boss, who's the meanest boss on the planet, is going to that day take everyone out for a free lunch. That will be the day that you are fasting. And everything within you will, want, will be tempted to say, no, I'm not going to do this. I can't do this. But hey, what I've found, I don't know about you, but I find food jumps out of the fridge. It does. Or out of, I walk past the pantry and next thing I know there's a chocolate bar heading towards me and I have to eat it. No, I mean resist it in Jesus' name. So when you're, when you're fasting, hunger is, it's hunger, it's, it is tough. And you're probably going to say, this is killing me. Well, that's actually the whole idea. It's to kill the flesh and to heighten the spirit. Because that's what happens when you fast. So with this half night of prayer, I don't know whether you were there or not on Thursday night, Friday night. And I found, because we're in the middle of fasting, I found my spirit was so alive and so connected with the Spirit of God. It's almost throughout the night, and I had to hold myself back. I had prophetic thoughts. The voice of God was just coming like effortlessly. Because you're such a being so tuned in with God. And that's what happens when you fast. Your, your carnal man diminishes and your spirit man comes alive. And uh, it, was, it was, you know, the four hours just went like that. And I thought, wow, it's gone. And, uh, you know, I enjoyed it so much. And it's like this, the cunning Holy Spirit, he's so clever. He says, Tark, do you want some more of this? Oh, yes, Lord. He said, well, you know the pathway, prayer and fasting. It's so annoying. It makes me so mad because it is just so, so powerful. So it's, it is it's very powerful. It's one of, the, one of the greatest things. But, you know, one of the things that came out on Friday night, Friday night was this word, when you pray, when you fast, or when you come into church, the key word is expectancy. Just say to the person next to you, expectancy. Yeah. So, what did you come expecting this morning? Huh? What was your expectation? Did you expect to encounter God? 
Did you expect a breakthrough? What did you expect? Because God meets us at our place of expectation. If you fast and praying, if you're doing this, what are you expecting? You see, the Bible says, you know, um, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you've received it and it shall be yours. Just praying and praying and praying is kind of like, I'm not going to go that far, to be honest. You've got to pray with expectancy. There's another verse that says, uh, watch and pray. Can I turn it around to pray and watch? So you pray, then watch for the answer to what you're praying. You ready? Watch. You know, you pray, you pray, you pray. You know, you're praying for, you know, one of your kids to behave better, all right? Then watch the next day and see them, see them hopefully behave better. Sometimes you just pray, 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 but the next day you don't even expect them to be any better. Or if you've got a sickness or whatever, whatever it is. So pray and watch. Cross campuses, will you say that? Can we all say that together? Pray and watch. Say it again. Pray and watch and then expect. And that's, I believe, a real significant key to God doing something. Matthew 6, 16 and 18. When you fast, your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. When you get hungry, that's what you quote to the devil. My Father in heaven is going to reward me openly. Satan be gone in Jesus' name. When you see people eating, it will annoy you. All right? That's all right. That's when you quote this verse. And then you feel sorry for them because you're moving into greater blessing and they're staying where they are. Early Christians spoke of three great foundations of a strong faith. We know them in Matthew 6. It says, when you give, Matthew 5, uh, 6 verse 3, verse 5, when you pray, verse 16, when you fast. So giving, praying, and fasting are the three duties of all Christians. These are the foundations. Listen carefully. You're not going to hear this preached in a lot of places, but really listen, folks. These are the three foundations, according to Jesus, upon which we build a strong faith that delivers what we are wanting. You know, so many Christians say that Christianity just does not deliver for me. I'm not seeing the answer. I'm not seeing the break. I'm not seeing the blessing. I don't have the peace. I don't have the joy. You know, they just, it's not working for them. Well, there may be many reasons, but I think one of the things we'll do, let's go back to the foundations. Is there foundations in place? You know, so are we giving faithfully, tithing, giving to the Lord? Is that in place? If it is, okay, let's go. Are we going beyond that and praying? You know, so we're giving and now we're praying foundation number two. You might say, Pastor, I do both of them, but my life's still not working out. But have you got the third foundation? Fasting. Fasting. It's a foundation. Are you getting it, folks? It's a foundation. A lot of people kind of think, because I know what people are like. Oh, I can, I can skip that one. You can't. You can't not. If, even Derek Prince says, you know, you probably can't fulfill God's will without fasting. Isn't that amazing, eh? So we've we got to preach the truth to the church. Is anyone okay for me preaching the truth? So, so you actually know how Christianity works? I just can't give you half the gospel and say, hey, God's going to bless you and not tell you what the conditions that are involved in this whole thing. And so I think it's really important. So think about a foundation. When we were building this big building here, all right, we had our quotes had come in and what it was going to cost us. They start digging the foundation. I don't know what they hit, some rock or some obstacle. They came back to us and said, hey, guys, we've got problems with the foundation and it's going to cost X tens of thousands of dollars. I don't know how much it was, and we didn't have the money. And we faced a choice right then. Are we going to 
go pay this expensive amount and put this foundation in? Or are we just going to skip it and hope for the best? Well, we put that foundation in because we felt it was absolutely essential and critical. Because if we didn't, if a storm came and pressure came, any building without a right foundation is going to collapse. Do we know that? It's happened all around the world. So same with our prayer and fasting, friends. Fasting is one of the vital foundations upon which to build your Christian faith. If you have giving, praying, and fasting in place all across our campuses, you have a foundation upon which you can build something amazing and wonderful for God. Let's get all the three foundations. To, why don't we say them together? You ready? Go with me. Giving, fasting, oh, praying, fasting. Try it again. Giving, praying, fasting. Three foundations, get those in place, and you're going to find God's favor and blessing will be on you more than ever before. Okay, Church Unlimited is built on a foundation of prayer and fasting for over 30 years. And so as we grow and expand, we know we've got a good, strong foundation. I think that's one of the reasons God put this foundation out, because we're going to expand, we're going to grow, but we want to be able to sustain what God does. And so fasting, giving praise like the infrastructure upon which we can build. So one of the great verses for Church Unlimited is Isaiah 54, 2-3. Enlarge the place of your tent, let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, for you shall expand to the right and left. Your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. All our cities are desolate. Auckland, Kaitaia, Whangarei, Rotorua, Sydney, Tuvalu. It's the desolate city and God wants them to be inhabited and made to come right. I've just returned from India and I spoke at two large conferences and uh, some photos are going to come up for you right now. Had an incredibly powerful time. That was a conference in Delhi, about two to 3,000 people. Just flick through them quickly, guys. That was an altar call for prayer. That was just pastors and leaders. That was in Lucknow, preaching a message there. In Lucknow, that was about 1,500 in that pastors and leaders conference and that's another one of that as well. And then one more, I think, one of the great leaders, Solomon King in India. And the focus of my messages, incredibly, was on prayer and fasting. And the response was amazing. Seriously, amazing. It's like India has realized that if they want to see that nation change, they need to start to pray and fast. Yeah. And so one of the leaders, after I preached, he got up and he said, how many of you are willing to commit to praying, uh, fasting one day a week, please stand your feet. About a thousand people stood to their feet, friends. India is getting the message. It's time to pray and fast because that nation is going to have a mighty revival. God is going to break out from the left to the right. There's some people are saying that born again in India is possibly 10% or even more than that, up to 15%, way ahead of New Zealand. Uh, you know, the church is advancing in India. It's a fantastic thing. And two key leaders have said to me, Church Unlimited needs to do India and beyond. So it's, it's on our target. It's coming up. We've got a slide for that, I'm sure. There you go. 2021, I'm not sure that's when it's going to be. New Delhi, I'm not sure that will be the place. But hey, it's on our target list because uh, God is expanding us. But not only that, uh, there's a plan right now to do Ukraine and beyond in uh, May this year. Uh, God willing. And uh, Dimitri, it's a fantastic church up there as well. So, friends, you can see that we're expanding, we're fasting, we're growing rapidly. And the reason that this is all happening, friends, is because we've got this foundation of prayer and fasting. So when you pray and fast, expansion happens. Yeah. 
growth happens, enlargement happens. And we're calling all, this is what New Zealand and beyond is all about, so we can all be a part of this great expansion. Do you know when I talk about New Zealand and India and beyond, guess what we're saying? That's your calling. Tell the person next to you, that's your calling. Yeah. Aren't you Church Unlimited? Is that, are you Church Unlimited here? Hey, I'm not going to do all this by myself. This is our calling. New Zealand beyond our calling. Ukraine beyond our calling. UK beyond our calling. This is all our calling. We can all do our part to help fulfill this calling. Let's not be just spectators. Let's get involved. Let's engage. Be a part of it. Let's give. Let's pray. Do whatever we can, even go if need be. What we feel God is saying about New Zealand and beyond is that it's more than a conference. It's a move of God. It's a move of God. See, New Zealand doesn't need another conference. We've got conferences every week of the year. New Zealand needs a move of God. New Zealand doesn't need more great preachers and more good music. It needs a move of God. And I believe God is orchestrating this conference that it is going to result in a move of God. So my musicians and singers are going to come and join me right now because I think we need to sing to what God wants to do here through our conference and to bring a move of God. So when you register for a conference at the end of this service, don't register for a conference, register for a move of God. When you buy a plus one, don't bring someone to a conference. Say, I'm bringing someone to a move of God where they can encounter the Lord, where their life can be transformed, where the power of God can strike them, save them, set them free so their lives are never the same again. Come on, stand with me. Can we go straight to this as a move? Yep. Mountains are still being moved. Strongholds are still being loose. This is what happens at conference. God, we believe. Yes, we can see that wonders are still. 